welcome to So To Speak. I'm your host, Vishnu Hetmark. I created this podcast because I wanted to have conversations with people whose mark on the world I really admire and who really inspire me, who I can listen to and walk away feeling that they have made me a kinder, more generous person. We'll talk about their backgrounds and upbringings, their setbacks and hardships, passions and creative journeys, and ultimately, the moments that have really made an impact on who they are now and their hopes and dreams for the future. I hope you enjoy the next conversation of So To Speak. Justina Shroka is a fiercely independent and driven woman. She has pushed herself in ways that I personally find inspiring on the daily. Whether it's creating music videos for her husband's band or mastering lighting design, nothing is ever too much for this woman. On this episode, we discuss her journey from how she first immigrated to the U.S. from Poland at 19, knowing little to no English, to putting herself through college while working as a manager for one of New York City's most beloved neighborhood restaurants, and then meeting her husband, Albert Hammond Jr. from The Strokes. I'm so proud of what she has accomplished and the kind and encouraging friend that she is. I hope you enjoy this episode of the So To Speak podcast. Hey, so before we get into all this fun stuff, let's, let me ask you, because I think I'm not alone in this. We don't know much of like your early life and, and, uh, I'd love to start with like finding out a little bit more about your background and your upbringing and you're from Poland, but you came to New York Mm -hmm. and kind of blossomed into your own there, but surely your upbringing would have a huge impact in who you are. So let's, let's get into that a little bit. Well, I, um, I grew up in, um, Bigger town, smaller city, you know, less than a million people. Um, but kind of uh, very alive. A lot of students, a lot of festivals, you know, nightlife. Yeah. Very electric place. Um, so I always wanted to stay that way. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, you know, like I need to go even bigger and better than that. Um, and, um, you know, I, um, I, when I went to high school, you know, in order to go to high school in Poland, you have to pick a major Mm -hmm. and this is how you apply. It's kind of like a mini college. Yeah. Um, and I applied to this sports school that everyone that is in that school, you have to, you know, uh, do professional sports and, also pick a major and I picked uh, computer science. Mm-hmm. So I just took more math, physics and computer science classes than everybody else. Wow. Uh, you know, in our major, which was really cool. And I played uh, handball, European handball. Mm-hmm. It's not the American handball. It's a uh, Olympic sport with like six players and a goalkeeper, very fast paced. So basically when I was, 12 or 13, um, this, you know, um, club saw me playing and they asked me to play for them. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Well, I, you know, I love playing sports. So Mm -hmm. growing up, 
before, you know, since I was since second grade, I started playing volleyball, representing yeah. my school and then basketball and handball and ping pong and whatever I could get my hands on. So super I was very active, active yeah. super active. Uh, I would do, you know, school plays and um, I would do dancing. So just basically I was always trying to keep myself busy. Was your, did you get a lot of encouragement from your parents? Um, you know, it's Poland, so <laughs> <laughs> you kind of have to encourage yourself. <laughs> like they're too busy. They're too busy. You know, my both parents, both of my parents were working, you know, full time. Mm -hmm. uh, and my mom, you know, taking care of everything. Yeah. Us, my dad, the house. And then also going to work and yeah. Then and, so uh, it wasn't probably a surprise to them when you were like, uh, "Mom, Dad, I'm gonna go to New York." No, I mean I told my parents basically. Um, I found this. I don't really remember how I found out about this, but I saw maybe an advertising on my email about au pair. So maybe I was googling. Um, about how I can come to America. And I basically found a little window opportunity, you know, without spending yeah. too much money. How can you come to this country? And yeah, that was my window. And how and, old were you? Uh, 19. So you had graduated, you're finding your feet. Yeah. And then... Well, actually, I just, I didn't even pick up my diploma. I took my exams and I left. Wow. I didn't, my sister went to pick up my diploma, you know, for the final graduation because my plane uh, left, you know, two days earlier. Oh my God. So you have one sister or how many brothers and sisters do you have? I have a sister and a brother, younger sister, two years younger, and my brother's six years older. Holy moly. Smack dab in the middle. Yeah. Are they still oh, my favorite. Yeah, my sister um, lives in Oslo now. Okay. My brother is still in my city. Do you still do you stay in touch with them often, or how do you keep that? Yeah, actually, uh, you know, now with iPhones and FaceTime. Yeah. It's so easy. So easy. So much easier than it was before. It's nothing. Yeah, like when I arrived to America for the first time. You know, there's, I didn't have a cell phone. Uh, you know, you have to buy calling cards. Yeah. And then just things. ask, yeah, people to use their house phones. <laughs> so you, and you have to figure out a way. Yeah, and you just, and you have to actually stay committed to staying in touch with people. It was definitely Yeah, longer. with time difference, you know. Yeah. That's what's hard is the time difference. Definitely. You know, so you definitely have to figure out times to talk to people. I don't know how people stay in long-term relationships like that. I don't either, which I'll ask you about later. But so you were a, an au pair for how long? For about a year, 10 months. Yeah. And, and started... in that time, in that time, I applied to college mm -hmm. and I got into college and, um, I went back to Poland until the semester started. And when I came back, I basically found a job uh, working in a restaurant business. 
you were like the mayor of Nolita for the longest time because you worked at Was I? I would definitely say so. For sure. I don't think you could walk five feet without being stopped by somebody to, to talk to you and catch up and give you a gift of some sort. <laughs> well, if you know, I took for me it was a lot of fun working at Cafe Jitan. Yeah. I felt like every day for me was um well, I was also very grateful mm-hmm. uh you know to have a job that um helped me pay for my college and when I graduated I didn't have any debt. Yeah. You know, everything was paid off before my graduation, so I was very very happy about that. And also I met amazing people there every day. You know, I went to work thinking, you know, who I'm going to meet today. Mm-hmm. Like another, I'm going to meet some, another exciting person. And obviously you also get those nasty customers. Of course. Um, but now when you think about them, it's just a, you know, a great story to remember. And, and it's a fun story, yeah. you know, and it gave you the tools to deal with even harder, uh, harder situations in life that come with exactly responsibility prepares you for you know social um encounters that Mm -hmm. you you know people are usually not prepared for and you know you work there too so you know how it is like you have to talk to every single person that walks in there and just deal with them exactly and just different personalities and you know i when we first met I wasn't working at Cafe Chaton. I was working at the Jane Hotel. And you oh, that's were right. so, um, you were always so inviting and kind to me, which I look back and think. I was? Know, you were all, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe you say that because, you know, I, I'm usually thinking, oh, man, people probably think I'm, you know, no, such you a bitch. No, you to come and give me, like, croissants. In the in the afternoon, and I would come and see you before I left because you were kind of splitting your time between both locations. And oh yeah, I worked so much there, man. Well, I was gonna. This was a lead into the fact that I just, for the longest time, you were never not working, and you were so um, just persistent in like how your your drive was so. Um, inspiring just never not working you know I for me it was if I don't work then I don't get paid then I can't go to school Mm. so if I can't go to school my visa you know goes bad and I have to leave so I was kind of working under ultimatum yeah I have to go to school get good grades and then I have to go to work and make money. <laughs> what, um, what, what was it that enabled you to do all of that under such stress and you like, you were never not, um, graceful in it? I mean, I had my ungraceful moments. Um, but for the most part, I was just grateful mm. and reminded myself I have that opportunity Yep. That, you know, I was the one that left Poland for a better future, mm. for a better me. And I can't fuck up. Yeah. Like, I can't let myself go 
I can't miss on school too much. Yeah. You know, like obviously you have moments when you fail a class or you're not at work when you make mistakes. But as long as you just, as long as you keep showing up mm-hmm. and doing the part, um, you know, for me, um, maybe again, it was an opportunity to be able to be there and to be able to do this that yeah. none of my colleagues, you know, growing up had. Yeah. So I was, you know, I, every day I reminded myself, why am I there? And, um, you know, I want, I want a better future for myself because, you know, growing up in Poland, my brother and his girlfriend at a time, you know, they had master's degree mm. and they couldn't find a job. They both, you know, spent years studying and my brother ended up working for the same company my parents were working for. Wow. And he got a job not because of his education or the hard work that, you know, he did going through all these schools, but because of my parents. Yeah. You know, that was his opportunity. That, that you, he, he like. Yeah, sorry, sorry. No, no, no I was just saying that's how he got the job. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's not. So, so I was like, I need to get out of there to make it better for myself. So yeah. I was thinking, so when I come back to Poland, I can get better job. You know, I can have, I can win over other candidates, but you know, well, that didn't happen. <laughs> well, you have said before about working at Cafe Jeton, it felt like home there. It was such a neighborhood place. I made all of my friends and I met my boyfriend, who is now your husband, um, Albert. That's right. So mm-hmm. how how long were you working at Catfish Tom before you met your husband? Um I think like four and a half years, maybe five years I was working at Jutan. I just graduated from school and I was looking into uh a different job. Mm-hmm. Because I remember, you know, I said to myself, after I graduate, I need to get a different job. I can't stay in the same place because it was a comfortable place. Yeah. I made great money. I, you know, I established myself uh, in this institution. You know, I was, you know, the highest manager Mm -hmm. uh, there could be. And I had my, you know, regular customers. I met new friends all the time, but I needed to get out of my comfort zone. Yeah. But yeah, it was um, about five years, uh, five years in um, when I met Albert. He has said that um, that he has never met anyone that has loved him the way you have. And it was very powerful and nurturing to have that security given what I do for a living. She gives me great energy. When you met your husband, what what did you feel was the instant connection or did he really have to win you over well (laughs) uh well when I first met him I was like how I'm gonna get out of this you know (laughs) I was like oh man you know a friend a a waitress said you know this guy I want to ask you out and I Mm. said well um I'm just gonna go downstairs to our office so I don't have to you know tell him no to his face and he can just go home. But that didn't work. He was persistent. <laughs> he, well, he waited. 
he waited. It was, you know, December, the end of December, and he waited outside, um, you know, and I had to tell him, you know, I don't go out with strangers. Mm. I was like, sorry, I don't know you. I don't want to go out. With, I, you know, I don't want to give you my phone number. You're a stranger to me. And I certainly didn't want to go out with a musician, you know. <laughs> so, so, um, so that's how it started. That's really sweet. I love that story. It makes me happy every time I hear it. Um, you have, in being married to him and being in his world, you've also started to kind of be a creative, and you've you've actually directed what now two of his music videos three actually oh three which mm -hmm. ones it's born was it born slippy born slippy caught by my shadow caught by my and shadow. far away truth and far away truth yeah tell me about those experiences and what like uh, gave you the maybe the courage or the i don't know the gumption to go into an unknown you know what? I uh, one of my majors in school was film, mm. in college, so I always had it in me, and Albert always believed in me and wanted to be wanted me to bloom, mm. and uh, you know, he gave me he trusted me. Yeah. So when I said to, actually, you know what? With the first video, it was something like. I did a 15-second like Instagram video mm -hmm. uh, for him, you know. So when they would present the song, it would, you know, have cool visuals. Yeah. And then the uh, record label, actually, his record label says, "We love that video. Can you make a full-length video?" And it would be a actual video for the song. And you have one week to do it, you know. Awesome. <laughs> so that's how it started. Yeah. And then the next and, one. And the next one was uh, um, the same same album. And we, again, didn't have time. And I was like, let's just do something on iPhone. Like, we didn't want to do big production. Yeah. So I saw these cool videos on someone's Facebook or somewhere um, showing the slow motion videos in a subway. And I just started playing with that. I started writing subways and just exploring different ideas. You know, how can we make this cool? Yeah. Um, you know, and Abba was actually in a bad mood when we were shooting it, <laughs> which kind of played out into the mood of the song, yeah. you know? So, yeah. And um, the last one, um, for our tools, we did um, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, for his latest record, uh, Francis Trouble. And it was, again, very quick mm. uh, decision. Uh, his label was like, well, we need to make a music video. And that was Thursday. And on Friday, we had a conference call with everybody. And on Monday, uh, we were leaving from L.A. to New York in the evening. So they said, well, let's just shoot on Monday. So basically, from talking about it on Friday to Monday morning, you know, we basically got a concept. Um, I had a meeting with, uh, with the DP and, um, you know, I actually had a crew. We had a studio. It was really, really cool. Um, I had this great guy, um, Tobias that, um, 
usually does lighting. Yeah. Uh, he does lighting for shows, for concerts. Mm-hmm. He, um, you know, he, uh, I would say volunteer, but, you know, maybe he got paid a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know how much he got paid. Be- definitely not his rate because. Uh, <laughs> so he's very generous because with his time. He has very was very friendly rate, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know he did the lights, and we just um, put something together in a day. That's awesome. That's so cool. It was very cool experience just to have people and you know directing other yeah. people, not not just one or two two people. It was yeah. just you know like I had five people. I'm like That's amazing. Awesome. You yeah. You've always been super. Um, You've always been just so game to do anything, try anything. You like, I remember you'd come to work one day and say, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to, on a road trip like tomorrow." Just decided, and I always thought it was really um, fun and inspiring. Have you always been that way? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I have no idea. But now that you tell me that, I'm thinking. I thought you're going to say something else. And I'm like, oh, I guess um, I am an adventurous person. I yes, always look for are. adventure. To, I guess I don't like to sit around too much. No, uh, you're definitely always. I like to explore. Exactly. I'm a curious person, let me yeah. tell you. Very <laughs> curious about everything. And Abba can tell you. I'm sure he could tell us all. I want to know everything. Lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go into that because... You have um, gone on how many tours with your husband? Many. Yeah. Hundreds. So it's, it's been countless. So Did many you... at this point. And we're about to go on another one. Oh, my God. So, like, how, walk us through that. Because, you've, you're, as you just said, you're a self-proclaimed, adventurous, curious person. How, um, how do you find that lifestyle? And what, what about it is, um, keeps you, keeps you going? You know, um, growing up, I always traveled a lot. Mm. Um, both of my parents work for a railroad company in Poland. So we had free first class tickets to travel around, you know, in the rail, on the rail, mm-hmm. uh, in the, tr- on the train. Yeah. Uh, and we were able to go to Europe. We even went to Northern Africa. So you know, everywhere we could possibly go, we went every summer, three months, I always traveled mm. when, so when I arrived to America and, um, I was stuck kind of, you know, always working or always being in school and didn't really have much time to take off to travel, uh, anymore. Um, when finally, um, you know, I quit working for hospitality and started working with Albert, I, you know, found that opportunity to travel again, to yeah. see the world. So I feel very fortunate to be able to travel. I wish we had more time in each city. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's just kind of in and out. You have barely time to sleep. Yeah. So there's not much time to really see anything. Um, but just the idea of traveling and, you know, eating local food and meeting local people every country in the world that we go it's it's very inspiring and it's, it pushes favorite? me to go more um hmm, 
Actually, I do love Australia. Let me tell you, every Good. time I go back there, yeah. the water, you know, the whole greenery. It's beautiful here. It's beautiful. I mean, I was there for less than 24 hours um, last summer. Yeah. Your winter. Yes. <laughs> and I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I was like, I need to go back there. This is probably one of my favorite parts of um, of Australia. And everybody's just so kind here. It's really a fun, relaxed um, place to live. Kind. Also, the peop- the food is amazing. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. relaxed. Yeah, it's nice. Just really nice. It's not a big people. deal. No. Yes. Hey, so you're friendly. No drama. No drama. And I think that's a, probably their mantra. No drama. Um, (laughs) your friends will all say that you have always been one of the most independent individuals we know. I would love to know how you keep that spirit in your marriage. Oh, in my, you know why? Um, how Hmm. my mom taught me, my mom was always a very self-made woman. You know, she said, you know, if she learned you know, before asking, before, instead of asking my dad to do something, mm-hmm. she's learned she just has to do it herself. It would yeah. just, you know, so, so that's what she taught me. It's just, you know, before um, you ask somebody, kind of try to do it yourself. Yep. I think so that that's what I did. Yeah. Do you give you a, I give you a story. Yeah, tell so me. one time. I had a lot of friends that I always talk on the phone with and I, I, my friends would come up and we would uh, speak via telecom mm. because I lived in a like apartment building and one time it broke and I was like, my mom, it's broken. I can't talk to my friends. And she said, well, fix it. I'm like, but I don't know how. I'm like, well, figure out. So I would take this machine that like glues metals together. Yeah. You know, I open it up. I looked inside and I just glued those metals together. I remember seeing my dad, you know, using that machine. I connected it and it worked. And then I was able to talk to my friends. That is so you, Justina. <laughs> and I was like, wow. I, I just was like, this, how does, you know, like, how did it work? I just how don't understand. I don't know. I was like. 12 you know 13 you know I was young I was yeah. just like I can't talk to my friends Travel also so you have to much. remember they teach that um in school in Poland they mm. teach you how to saw um and use different tools yeah uh, in a shop so yeah. it's kind it's of part not of your like, culture as well to be self yeah well yeah they teach you that in school so when I took those tools in my hands it's not like it's the first time I was using right. it ever, you know. I, right, but you still I've had used the, them before. You still have the gumption to do it. Well, my mom just said, just do it. And he didn't even, she didn't even look at me or, you know, was watching over right. me. She was busy doing her own stuff. Yeah. How do you, how would you say um, you complement each other in your marriage? Um, you know, we... Um, I would say we help each other grow Hmm. in the marriage. Um, We rely on each other's opinion a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, many times when you do something, you kind of need second opinion. Um, You know, I would take pictures and, you know, we would work out which one works best. 
uh, or he would, you know, he's writing songs and he would ask me, oh, well, this, does this lyric work? Do you like this? And I would be like, well, I like the chorus. I don't like the verse, mm. you know, and he would be like upset <laughs> <laughs> at me lightly. Uh, and, but then he would change it. And then he was like, thank you. Yeah. You know, so we kind of always looking into how can we help each other out? And with um, real I honesty. Was yeah. Yeah. With, with the honesty and um, also encouragement, you know. Mm. We always try to encourage each other and push each other. Definitely. We definitely, you know, we are the, the pusher. I'm like, can you do a little bit more? Mm. A little bit better. Yeah. And okay. we both hard on each other. Have you found the right balance with like pushing each other to the point where it's like not oh no I mean there's it's always there's always some you know taking someone out of their comfort zone yeah. if there's a, you know there's going to be an argument obviously there are easier times and sometimes you know one person stress out more so it's more yeah. sensitive um so really uh really really depends sometimes it's easier um so now there's not like, um, you know, a golden formula for it. No. You kind of have to figure out. With each um, but, new interaction. Yeah, but you know what? But what I've learned with Albert is actually very funny, is how to fail mm. and to be okay with it. Mm. You know, like, oh, that didn't work out. Let's try something else. Yeah. You know, you can work on something for hours and hours or even, you know, weeks but just not working out. So you have to just dump that idea and start over. Yeah, I, I can definitely... And be okay with it. Yeah. Because it's a process of, you know, it's a learning process. It is. Hold on, my, my dog is talking. Lola. <laughs> it's okay. Actually, it's my... Lo Lola. And I don't even know why she's barking. She just... She's just like trying to... She just wants to out. talk. She yeah. wants to be part of the conversation like my two-year-old don't worry I know that <laughs> very well she just says mom 50 times because she's like I'm part of this conversation is that, is that the only word she knows what can no, she, she say actually just started to little by little talk she now says like I want this I watch this we go here so it's th three very demanding huh <laughs> oh I mean yes <laughs> absolutely Jesse you'd be proud at how I guess assertive and headstrong she is in the best possible way. She definitely oh doesn't settle, which I tried to see as like just a positive. That's who she is. Gonna let her. But you know what? She's again going back to what you were it's saying. It's good. About, let yeah. her grow grow as strong as a strong, you know, um, confident woman. Ex absolutely. And the funniest thing is now she's like, I I do it. I do it to everything. Do you need help with that? No, I do it. I do it. She you see, I think she she gets she own. gets it after her mom. I don't know about that, but I hope so. <laughs> yeah, because that's where kids learn. It's not like they, you know, yeah. they don't take it out of the cloud. They just, no. you know, they look up to their parents. I hope so. One can hope. I hope it's a good thing. I mean, I see it as a good thing. It's a great thing. Yeah. So it's better that way than the other way. No, I know. I know. For the longest time, she wasn't talking at all. She would say, like, well, she was just preparing. Exactly. She was preparing now, you. Now she's just telling me to go away. I got it. I'll do it. <laughs>
well that's kind of what you want from your children you take care of them they're like no no we got it yeah okay exactly pretty fun to see um speaking of your little children your you've you've had a few stints at doing um music videos you also do your light the lighting for the tour Mm -hmm. you've always been somebody who like has no problem learning a new thing and like when you learn it you learn every aspect of it what are you um what are you doing now for yourself that you feel is like a really beautiful creative outlet you know um Right now, right now, I'm actually thinking about starting my own merchandise company. Look at you go. <laughs> so after working with Albert for so long, I've noticed how, you know, he can sell, let's say, you know, $50,000 worth of merch and he yeah. would make no money. He right. would make zero. That's so, yeah, right. And it just, I thought, oh, maybe it's just that company. Mm. It's been happening since we met, which is six and a half years ago. Oh, my God. So that long ago, I know. Uh, so I was like, I need to figure out a better way. And now he has, you know, Cameron, his manager, is so amazing. He lets me into all the details of everything. So I ask him for all the documents regarding merchandise, um, the cause, the production, every aspect of it. And I got... Um, you know, full report on everything and analyzed everything and, you know, came to the conclusion that I need to start my own merchandise company. That's fucking rock and roll, Justina. Well, it's, you know, Albert said to me, again, you see, that's how the teamwork uh, works. He said to me, you know what? I would rather make no money with you mm. than, in the worst case, than, yeah. you know, give my money to other companies. Do it. So at least we have an opportunity, yeah. you know, to do it together. That's and, really you know, he, he trusts me. But, you know, that's, you know, another venture I have to get into. Um, How do you after, balance that while you're, like, doing, you know, you're obviously traveling, I don't know, what, three quarters of the year? To... Well, only when we're touring. We travel so much during, uh, you know, touring season. Yeah. Um which actually soon will be over. Sadly, this is, I think, our last tour of this year. Uh, sadly, or maybe finally. <laughs> now I will miss it. Uh, so I always try to find something I can do after we step touring. You know, doing lights is amazing. You know, I also got into it by pure accident. Mm. Um, and also learn, you know, from, from a get-go. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, now that the tour will be over, I will um, actually try to get more into film, into making, you know, music videos for other bands. You know, some other band asked me, some other band asked me already about it. So I was like, why not? Yeah. Didn't you go to film school a couple of years ago? Well, I, that was, yeah, New York Film Academy. Yeah. I went to... That, but that was after I graduated. I went to Hunter College and actually, you know, film was one of my majors. And we did, I did a bunch of films. I shot one at Cafe Chateau, actually. I was going to say, I think I vaguely remember you doing one at Cafe Chateau. Yes. It turned out beautifully. 
Yeah, it was shot on film. 16, At the Jane, right? 16 millimeter. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Francesca was in it, our friend. Oh, Frankie. It was her first, her first role before she decided to become an actress. <laughs> you started it. I take a credit. I take credit for discovering her. There you go. Yeah, I that was know. like my first, my debut as a director. This is so cool. So you'll do your merch company, then hopefully you'll do a few more music videos for other bands. What um, what failure uh, in your past do you think you have um, benefited most from that you carry with you now in all your ventures? Oh, boy. What failure. I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, you know, for me, I try to always, you know, if a failure or some, you know, I make a mistake, something bad happens. I'm trying to always uh, move on. Mm. I'm trying to always think about it, learn from it and move on. Yeah. It's funny. I was talking earlier to my therapist and, um, you know, I was telling her how, you know, with all the bad news or everything, what happens, I'm kind of more productive mm -hmm. rather than dwelling about it. I'm more of a, okay, how can we deal with it? How can we, how can we make it better? Let's not, I'm like, I'm more positive yeah. and like productive yeah you're like a learning go so i turn so i turn the bad experiences into something good yeah speaking of you know frankie what mm -hmm. elements of friendship are you um are most vital to you now that you don't get to spend as much time probably with your friends when you're traveling but um they certainly i mean you're certainly a beautiful friend to me and i'm sure others obviously so for you, what do you look for? Thank you. Um, honestly, honesty is uh, is probably, you know, uh, it's very important to me. And um, yeah, that's actually what I look mostly in. <laughs> and my friends, you know, that are um, honest with me and we can make each other laugh. Yeah. And we can... You know, every time I see my friends, I always feel like I'm inspired to do something else. You know, they give me the strength. Seeing my friends, you know, help me see the strength to do more and do better and care more. Yeah. You know, or learn something, you know. I always learn, you know, when you talk to other people, you always learn from them so much, as so you know. Much. Yeah, well, here I am. <laughs> wanting to learn from you definitely I've always been a source of that for me um you're really like tied into the creative uh I would say like the creative field wherever you are New York LA all over the world it's probably um something that's never too far away from you who who do you look for inspiration as far as artists filmmakers musicians designers you know Who's who's actually resonating with you now? Who? Hmm. You know, for me, I actually um, 
take a lot of inspiration from my surroundings. Mm-hmm. And before in New York, I used to walk around and I would get inspired. Oh, I would watch a show um, or listen to a podcast, as mm-hmm. we spoke earlier. Um, I remember when I first started listening to This American Life and the Radio Lab, I would be so inspired. Mm. Meditation, after I started meditating, uh, the ideas would just come to my head. Um, and also watching other artists, uh, James Terrell, when I went to see his um, exhibit at LACMA, mm-hmm. I was very inspired, um, you know, with lighting. Mm. And I got a book and I just wanted to learn from him. Yeah. And I know he's building some huge exhibit now somewhere in the desert. In uh, I don't want to say the wrong state, <laughs> but somewhere in the desert, he's building some huge um, installation. And I think Kanye West is um, collaborating? Uh, not collaborating. He's giving him money for it. Oh. And other other artists, yeah. Oh wow! Because, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. You know what? And I always watch different shows, like TV shows, mm-hmm. and I like, get inspired. Sometimes you hear different music, or you see something. Uh, the way you know they would do the lights, or yeah. they would do the the shot, and I would save it mm. and trying to elaborate on that. Did you get that? No. Did that come from your schooling? No, no, no. It came from Albert because ah. I saw him doing that. I saw how he, you know, would see things and he would save it and he would keep it in his like idea box, box yeah. of ideas. And then he would use it for, for later whenever he needed or he would elaborate on it. He would hear something. Like I remember even being on the plane with him and he heard some maybe Delta or American Airlines, like a little you know, song that they put when you, you know, sit down and yeah. you get settled. And he like, you know, heard that and he recorded on his memo and started singing. And, you know, it's, That's so he's cool. very creative like that. Yeah. Like he would, he would like hear something and all of a sudden he's like mumbling. And then he takes his uh, voice recorder or, mm. you know, voice memo on his phone and just record the ideas. That's so cool. So I, I learned that from him to yeah. save things because many times you think of ideas or see something or, you know, be a part of conversation and think of something and you then don't remember mm. about it. So I think the big part of having an idea is actually to write it down or save it somehow. Save it. Yeah, absolutely. That's the ritual that I think a lot of creatives are really um, good at instilling in their life is just like when the creativity comes write it down, make, make note of it, have it for later. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, uh, that's actually where I learned from Albert because before I didn't really save my ideas, I would Mm. maybe sit down once in a while and just write them somewhere in a notebook and never look back. And with him, I learned how to save them and use them because I saw how, well, he's just so organized, you know? Has he always been that way or is there something he's had to train himself? Always. No, he, he actually trained himself to do less, you know, (laughs) because he's so organized. I don't think, 
think it's too far off from you because you were always, I mean, at Cafe Chiton, you were, like, always very diligent of, like, everything has a place. Like, you were very just organized in how you manage things. Yeah, but he is, like, this is another level. Yeah. <laughs> the way Albert is just just a different level. You know, everything kind of has its place. So for him, it's kind of learning, you know, that it's okay that the shoes are not where they're supposed to be. Yeah. You know, like, I remember the first time, like, maybe, you know, we were started going out three months into their relationship or something like that. And, you know, I would just, like, I run into the, to the apartment. I'm like, open the door. I really need to go to the bathroom, you know. And I just took off the shoes right before I entered the bathroom. But I just, you know, not really Thank took you. them off with my hands. It's just, like, kind of run into the bathroom. And then I just carried on. I didn't even think about putting them away. And Albert would be like, oh, so this is where we put the shoes now, huh? <laughs> so from that, you know, from... and But he was like, you know what? I actually need to learn that it's okay. Yeah. So he would... Instead of having them messy there, he would still leave them by the bathroom, but he would just put them nicely. Right. So the same thing, you know, if I'm going to put the clothes on the chair, don't just throw them, throw them nicely. Exactly. Um, so it's a little bit more organized. So it's yeah. just, you know, you can still throw it. It's just slowing put down it nicely. a little bit is okay. Not rushing to get everything in its right place or... Yeah, you know, he's you know he's that kind of person that would do the dishes as he's cooking. Right. What do you what do you feel is the most important thing you do or practice each day that like kind of helps you um, just remain peaceful in yourself? Working out. Yeah. Like some sort of, you know, wake up, take my dog out, uh, feed the dog, and then I would uh, proceed and work out. Mm. that's that's what helps me kind of keep my balance and release I need it in order to you know release uh, the energy or you know or whatever you have you just release it so you feel better yeah you work are... that muscle you've always been that way actually you remember when you used to uh, go from you'd go to school you'd do a shift and then you'd go to like a netball practice and it yeah was... I would I did volleyball did you yeah. did you come to any of my games no I, I was always working oh. on the days that you had your oh that's games. right because we were working opposite shits yeah exactly yeah. yeah um yeah you know I I like that because sports you know since I was a little girl was a big part of my my life I used to hang out with my friends and we would play volleyball you yeah. know or with my brother in our little apartment, we would play soccer and TV would be a, you know, a goal and, and uh, we'd just play and destroy everything together. That's you know, how our, I connected with people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, our hour is coming to an end and I want to say thank you for doing this with me. And um, I really look forward to everything that you are, you have going for yourself and it's always a, a huge source of inspiration and Oh, thank you, Vish. No, it's, it's so I, nice. When I was looking for something, some inspiration about interviewing you and trying to um, really figure out the essence of you, there was a quote that I read um, by Sophie Swetchin, who is this Russian mm -hmm. mystic, and she said, um, "There are 
two ways of attaining an important end, force and perseverance. The silent power of the latter grows irresistible with time. And I just thought that's just... Wow, that's really cool. You just persevere, (laughs) persevere, persevere. You never let anything stop you, which I think is really um, courageous and inspiring. So thank you for being the way you are. Thank you. Thank you. I can't wait to catch up again. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the latest episode of the So To Speed podcast. I'm sure that Justina has inspired you to stay curious and to always persevere. I'm happy to announce that she has officially become a United States citizen. And that is all due to her constant, constant perseverance in trying to accomplish the things that she finds important. I hope she inspires you all to do the same. So just stay curious, persevere, persevere, and freaking work your butt off. Um, if you'd like to follow her, go to Instagram. Her handle is the Justina. Justina spelled J-U-S-T-Y-N-A. And if you like this episode, don't forget to share it with your friends, leave a review, a comment, and hit the subscribe button. Thank you so much.